Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Anker and Ryan Huang on Why It Matters Today. We're going to talk about cryptocurrency. It's something that's really taken the world by storm, right? People's interest in crypto has skyrocketed. It's a hot topic, you know, not only among young investors, but also in, in popular culture in that sense. I mean, if you think about investors like Elon Musk or, you know, even that kid on Facebook, for example, um, it really does drive that popular culture sort of conversation. And 2021, last year, was a big year for cryptocurrency. Question is, can it continue this year? Bitcoin has fallen to its lowest level since January. Slumping equity markets continue to hurt cryptocurrencies, which are currently trading in line with so-called riskier assets like uh, tech stocks in that sense. Does this change Singaporeans' sentiment towards cryptocurrency? Let's see if we can get some answers from uh, Rex Sondi, Managing Director of Independent Reserve. Rex, good morning. How are you, man? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Very interesting. So uh, a little bit about Independent Reserve. I understand you guys were founded back in 2013 and you've got this whole mission vision to build Australia's most secure and trusted way to buy Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Back in 2013, this was only a conversation in 2018. Tell us more. So yeah, we're not a new exchange, um, but the business was set up in 2013 in Australia. But however, we set up our operations here in Singapore in uh, January of 2020. So we are actually Singapore's first regulated exchange for all investors. Okay. Uh, And you guys recently did this uh, Independent Reserve Cryptocurrency Index survey. Tell me more about it. Sure. So the actual survey, this was the second year that we've conducted a survey in Singapore. We've done it for a few years also in Sydney. So what we do is we use a firm and we go out to actually survey the Singapore population. So it's a mixed demographics, so race, gender, income brands, uh, bands, I should say, sorry. And what we do is we try and measure the awareness, adoption and trust as well as confidence of the general public when it comes to cryptocurrencies. So this was our second year of doing the IRCI in Singapore. Mm. And obviously, from this, it's really an observation of whether or not the stigma around cryptocurrency or the sentiment around cryptocurrency has changed. What's your observation, uh, this being the second survey? So the observation, I mean, is that the index actually scored 61 this year. Previous year was 63. So, I mean, there's a couple of reasons for that. We we think it's the slight decline in interest may just be a decent bear run after a sort of strong bullish run that we've had and people are just actually taking out and drawing profits on that side there. The survey also found that 40% of Singaporean respondents own cryptocurrency. I want to look at two areas here. I mean, do you consider that a positive number and second, with regard to this 40%, why are they investing in crypto? Did they give reasons? So we do believe it's strong interest here. And then of that 40%, obviously, that own cryptocurrency. Out of the general survey itself, 90% have actually heard of crypto. 87% have actually heard of Bitcoin, followed by mm. Ethereum. And actually, Ethereum has actually gone up a little bit. That was 44% last year. There's multiple reasons for people actually owning crypto that we surveyed. 44% of them actually wanted to diversify their portfolio. And the rest was actually through curiosity and it was media-driven. Others actually wanted to use it as an investment strategy. Some other sort of the younger age groups of the 18 to 26 and then some to the 36 actually were using it as an on-ramp to actually be able to buy NFTs as well. So there's a whole whole bunch of reasons for people wanting to, to get into cryptocurrency. 
Rex, so about two years ago, I was in a family dinner and the debate got very heated because of cryptocurrency. There was literally half of the group trying to influence each other to get on board investing in a cryptocurrency. I wonder with regard to this survey, do we see anything with regard to who influences you know, people to invest? Does family play a huge part in this? You actually hit the nail on the head there. Um, so out of the survey, 51% of Singaporeans invest in crypto because of friends and family. So other factors as well and what they're reading in the media, etc. on that side. And I was actually quite surprised by that number as well when we did this survey. Is it possible because people don't really totally understand cryptocurrency? So if someone in my family happens to understand it better than me, then I'm more inclined to listen to that person. Absolutely. It all comes okay. down to education and whether that's education you're receiving from your friends and family or from sort of blog posts that we put up in terms of how to actually access crypto. Mm. Um, it, education is a key factor in this. Yeah, I, I've tried my best to educate myself. Uh, still get confused every now and then. It is. It can be confusing, but that's why exchanges like us are here to actually help and make that easier for you. I mean, just digging into that education part, I think it was 47% of respondents said that education was important in actually gaining trust in crypto. Right. Actually, I mean, since you brought it up, and I do think it's great that exchanges like uh, yourself are here to help in that sense. What are some of the common questions you get asked whenever people approach the exchange, the independent reserve, that is? Is it safe? (laughs) Is my money safe? And are my digital assets safe? I mean, with what MAS has done with the framework that they have brought out to actually regulate and oversight of crypto exchanges in Singapore, we actually have an obligation and we are mandated by the MAS to actually make sure that the money that you have with us, so whether that's SING dollars sitting in a bank account, what you're waiting to buy crypto is safe and segregated, or whether it's actually the digital assets itself, so the Bitcoin that you bought um, or whatever coin that you bought is actually kept safely for you as well until you want to remove that from the exchange. Right, right. A couple of other interesting insights to this survey. It found that some 19% of higher income Singaporeans invest more than $1,000 a month on crypto. I have some friends who who do this. My first question is what qualifies as higher income? Because I want to find out how much money they earn. So generally that was individuals that were earning about $10,000 or more. Right. Um, so that was that was the higher income bracket there. And if we were trying to sort of ascertain why they, you know, would spend a thousand dollars where investing habits are concerned, how large of a percentage is it down to just so-called diversifying your portfolio? So for diversifying portfolios, I think that was at about. 30-odd percent. But I think with that, and the the question sort of aligned, I think it was 58% of people surveyed that they were actually holding crypto for the future, so as an investment. So that's actually quite a key number there as well, because some people may not have had investments previously. So this could be a foray into actually putting some money aside. And then obviously diversifying the portfolio. What was also interesting was 33% will use crypto to buy goods and services. And and you're seeing retailers like Charles and Keith now in Singapore Mm. that are accepting payment in crypto. And there's there's actually a bunch of other sort of retail merchants, whether it's SMB or whether it's stores that actually do accept crypto at the moment in Singapore. I think it's also down to a lot of people, at least anyone who tries to understand cryptocurrency has this realization that you keep it there long term. Yes. Right. What about NFTs? What are you seeing with regard to that trend? Obviously, cryptocurrency to buy NFTs. 
Yeah, so that's actually very, very popular. And a lot of the 18 to 36-year-olds, that age group, are actually using crypto to buy NFTs. Because with buying an NFT, you normally need to actually have a, a either it's Bitcoin or Ethereum yeah, or yeah. a stable coin to get access to that. So that's why they're coming into the exchange at Cheetah to purchase that in order for them to buy their NFTs. Mm. Uh, any thoughts on alternative coins like meme coins? I mean, is it gaining popularity? Have you noticed anything with regard to this survey? Yes. Oh, so unfortunately, we didn't ask the question last year about meme coins. But what ah, we have okay. seen is... That 37% of the respondents actually did know what Dogecoin was. And these coins are going to gain traction in the mainstream through advocacy from like well-known influencers like Elon Musk, for example. Mm-hmm. But there's many new coins and tokens that are being launched all the time. And one thing I would like to say to people that are listening, it is very important that the public do their research in order not to pray to scams and rug pulls, such as the, the Squid Game coin that came out. Mm, yeah. So if you recall that. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Rex, this is sort of a blanket question, right? And it's kind of based on what you talked about earlier where, you know, some retailers are offering uh, cryptocurrency like Charles and Keith, right? Where do you see it going? I mean, if you if you look broader and more globally, you have, for example, Paris Saint-Germain, the, the football team that partially pays Lionel Messi's salary with cryptocurrency. You've seen other football teams in Italy uh, being purchased, you know, partially by cryptocurrency. Do you see it eventually gaining some kind of mainstream where you go to a shopping center and you can pay for items with crypto? I definitely believe so. And, and like we mentioned that, that example with Charles and Keith, yeah. you can do that. You can do that with over the 20 other outlets here in, in Singapore. There's a website that actually lists all retailers and F&B outlets in Singapore that accept cryptocurrency as well. And I do see that picking up. More so actually as well in sort of the traditional sort of high street retail market, oh. but also in the luxury goods market as well, where people are actually buying houses uh, and condos uh, using crypto now. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I wonder, though, with regard to, I mean, we've been talking about Singaporean sentiment towards uh, cryptocurrency. I wonder whether this was a bit of a spanner in the works. The MAS a few months ago banning the marketing and promotion of cryptocurrency trading in public. So, like, no ads on trains or billboards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Crypto.com is a Singapore-based company as well, right? So that's another so-called popular name that tends to pop up, if you don't mind me saying. Was there an impact with regard to your survey? Um, so, to the survey, in our view, with what the MAS has done, the MAS is there to protect the consumer at the end of the day. And there okay. are risks okay. associated with purchasing or trading in cryptocurrency and the concern of its suitability as well. So, we do obviously encourage all potential investors to fully understand the risks involved in, in trading cryptocurrencies before they actually do get into that. But in terms of the impact or the effect, I mean, we cater to all segments here. So it's not just the retail market. We look after corporates, institutionals, mm. we work with merchants as well. So for us, it's more of just a pivot for now. Right. Uh, but we are working through this as well with the regulator. And I mean, we've also seen overnight, in fact, over the past few days, Bitcoin falling to its lowest since January. This, of course, due to market sentiment and how aggressive rate hikes are going. But Rex, I do want to try and look ahead. And this is a two-year-old, three-year-old question that's still continually being asked. What do you think will make crypto prices more stable? Is it really just down to regulation? Regulation does play a part. I mean, I wish I had a crystal ball to offer that, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> or a I, crypto I mean, I ball. Think, <laughs> or crypto ball. I think I've been on your show or the evening side three times now and I do get asked the same question. Yeah. But it's also the treatment by other governments of crypto as well. Sure. I mean, at the end of the day, price volatility is a function of the markets and that impacts all asset classes, whether it's stocks, 
bonds or even commodities like gold. Uh, and we've seen generally the whole market actually fall to this now as well. So it's not just cryptocurrencies, which people do class as a risk asset, if you like. But in times like this, people think it's actually a good hedge to have. But it's interesting. I mean, I really, I wish I had a crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, I mean, like I said, it's a three-year-old question. And even during the pandemic, it was considered somewhat a safe haven asset. So time will tell, I suppose. Uh, Rex Sonday, Managing Director for Independent Reserve, on the line with me. Rex, I really appreciate your time this morning. You take care. Thank you safe. very much. Take care. Bye now. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.